Hey, John, how's it going? It's going horrible, actually. I, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I completely tiptoed around it uh, in the in the in the lead up to us recording, but I have actually had the the worst past two days of my life. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I I woke up and the 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 hearing in my left ear was muffled, which is uh. which is not like a it, it it's something that's happened before. It's it's something I'm kind of used to actually. Uh, right, but it's never pleasant. Yeah, it, it's not a pleasant feeling. Uh, my my left ear in particular. We're gonna get into John bodily functions right now. Uh, my my right ear. Uh, the earwax it produces is very soft. It's very easy to deal with. I've never had had any issues with my right ear, but my left ear, the earwax it produces is extremely hard, and it it always causes an issue at some point. It's 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 like a ticking time bomb to like a a a, a plugged ear situation, and. That that moment happened at some point when I was asleep, and I woke up yesterday, and it was bad. And so you know, we get the peroxide, we try the peroxide, it doesn't work, <laughs> uh, and it's been continuous product peroxide treatments since yesterday, and it has still not been solved. Uh, hmm. And I I am still pretty much unable to hear out of my left ear. My grandma looked in there. My my. My grandma was a nurse when she when she was working, and so she 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 enjoys looking in all of our ears to inspect them to make sure everything's functioning okay. And mm-hmm. she and she said there's a fairly large ball of wax like right on my eardrum, and it might it might be a couple days of of peroxide treatments before I... before things become okay. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to hear. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I. <laughs> I am no stranger to the to the earwax issue. Uh, any of any of our fellow uh, earwax situation sufferers in in the audience solidarity. Um, yeah, uh, I one time in college I had to go to the doctor because my my hearing got blocked up so bad that like I couldn't hear shit out of either ear because I have similar issues. It was pretty tough. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I know how you feel. I'm sorry, buddy. That sucks. I will survive. <laughs> if, if, if I couldn't like hear anything, I'd be like super concerned. But I, if if I if I cover my right ear, I can still like hear things. It's just very very muffled. So I knew very, I know yeah. I know it's functioning. <laughs> so that's that's keeping me grounded. But hopefully, just fucking sucks. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I I get it solved soon because I miss. I miss hearing music in both of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a use for all my broken earbuds. <laughs> yeah, all by the silver line. Um, and, so that sucks. Anything else? Anything fun going on? Um, any any levity distract from uh your lopsided uh your your lopsided hearing situation? Let's see. Anything else that's been going on? I've I've still been playing Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. I, I made a little witch queen progress. I'm doing a bunch of stuff from past expansions. It's, it's. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, still... I I haven't logged on to Destiny. I don't think since the last time we talked about Destiny. <laughs> so under normal circumstances, I would probably have plenty to say, but I I've just not been online. Understandable. Um, I've also still been playing Mod Terraria. 
very very fun time having fun with that mm-hmm. uh can we talk about the super mega stuff can we please talk about that you can, okay so i am like not that acute of a super mega follower um i've like seen some of their content and they think they're quite funny mm-hmm. um the the no nut november uh, music video is one of my favorite music videos uh available on the computer yeah uh, but other than that, I haven't really explored their content much. So yeah. I- explain what the Super Mega thing is. Okay, first of all, I love Super Mega. Uh, I think they are probably the best thing to come out of South Carolina that is not me. Um, the the situation is, I I think I think the person involved was a friend of Matt since like college. I think I, there's some history there, but but his name's Jackson. He's He's been in a, a good number of Super Mega videos. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the one that I associate with him most, which is really funny now, uh, is they did a video where I think they played Fortnite while drinking and, and Jackson made like Fortnite themed drinks. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm remembering that video correctly. Uh, but apparently since April, not April, since January of 20. 20- 20 uh jackson has been embezzling money using the super mega business credit card and there are a bunch of absurd purchases which are extremely funny such as there's there's like an official court document going around yeah i've seen i've seen some highlights uh from my twitter timeline he he embezzled a total of sixty one thousand dollars and a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money, and included in the list of of things is forty dollars spent on Steely Dan sweatpants. I was going to, I was going to say the Steely Dan sweatpants because that's what everybody on my feed who is like, it my, the the corner of my feed that is like not super into super mega but uh really into Steely Dan uh, all fixated on those, <laughs> um, and. I, the, the, I think, like, for a day, like, half of my timeline was just, like, independently, like, different friends of mine just saying not enough on Studio and Sweatpants. Uh, he, he, he did spend more on other Steely Dan stuff. Uh, Based. Uh, the, the... Any, any Steely Dan fans in the chat? Uh, sound off in the comments below. Hell yeah. I think they're pretty good. Um, the the main post that's been going around is only four pages of the full document. the The full document has like a full list of transactions and also a bunch of evidence pages. And mm-hmm. I need you to see the the evidence segment for the Steely Dead sweatpants because it is I lost it when I, when I saw this part. <laughs> I okay um. <laughs> uh, to illustrate what I'm looking at, um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those tweets uh, that's just like two different screenshots and it says like life comes at you fast. It's just that, but it's a court document and it's just a, a <laughs> screenshot of Twitter that uh, that has a, a the the date of a tweet underlined and then a, a screenshot of a credit card or of a of a of a receipt and a credit card statement. <laughs> On the same day, <laughs> there, so it it is it is just like yep. 
there, there you go. There's also a portion about the Persona, the Persona 25th anniversary deluxe vinyl box set, which is also just as funny. the The fact okay. the fact that he was like live tweeting his embezzlements is like, I I can't wrap my mind around it. This is truly next level. Like, okay, um, if I per, I would I would also uh. I would also hypothetically, I could see myself purchasing this box, this the four the 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 four hundred to five hundred dollar Persona Twelfth Anniversary Deluxe Final Box Set, uh, because that music goes crazy. Um, but if I was doing it on a company credit card with not my own money, I would not post about it. Um, I love the I love the internet age. We we live in the, this is the best time to be alive. Yeah, it it's good. Uh, I, I, I did go through every single transaction that is in the document, and I think the two the two big things that jump out at me... Is You've had more free time on your hands than me! <laughs> I, I was really invested in this. I thought it was mind-blowing. Um, it, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the first big thing that jumped out at me is that he door-dashed caviar weekly. Like, he, he could not get enough caviar. Wait, wait, wait. I so I saw people tweeting that he kept ordering caviar. I thought that caviar is like another one of those like DoorDash type services, right? I thought he was just ordering fucking like uh it, was he like just ordering from the service caviar or was he purchasing the food caviar? Is caviar a service? Like caviar is a service. Is it? I'm pretty sure. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's like a it's it's another one of these DoorDash Grubhub uh gig economy deals. Okay. I've never heard of that. That's that okay. pro- they pro- they probably is no service for that in my area, which is probably why I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um that makes the first point way less exciting because <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It makes more sense now. Uh So strike away the first point. Uh, who among us, who, whom among us has not, uh, indulged in too much delivery food? True. There's a lot of, like, daily delivered food. Like, there, there was DoorDash, there was others. Okay, yeah, yeah, look at all these now, in comparison to the DoorDash, it makes the caviar stuff make way more sense. (laughs) Um, but what I thought was probably- That is something to do on the company card. Yeah. But that would be. But what I thought was the absolute funniest aspect of it is that there was a monthly charge to Fortnite <laughs> for eleven ninety nine, which is the Fortnite Crew subscription price, meaning that he was using the company credit card to get a monthly skin in Fortnite, one thousand V Bucks, and the battle pass every time a new one came out. Uh, base department? A very funny thing to use the business credit card for. Amazing. Actually incredible. Uh, and also... $10,000 worth of alcohol. Which is a lot of alcohol. I don't know if I've drank that much alcohol in my life. Yeah, I don't... I don't think I have a lot. (laughs) Oh my god. There's also a bunch of video game purchases through PlayStation Network, which I, 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 I am dying to know what video games he bought. I mean, like... I, I it, okay. If there was a uh, if there was like a, a Homestuck podcast credit card, like we made content about uh, like stuff, like I could see myself 
using the Homestuck podcast credit card to buy like the million dollar old Super and Hella Jeff book. <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like when you get into the realm of like, if if you're like a uh uh like a a, a gaming adjacent content guy like i feel like that's the first thing that you kind of justify to yourself to buy with the company card right it's like oh I'm, i need to play this game so i can make content about it yeah i i, I did i did think it was interesting though because i went back to to look at like what the first few transactions were because i wanted to know like what was the first justification of we like have to, we have to paint the the saga yeah yeah and the the very first thing that that he used the credit card for was for for MetroLink, which is the the LA area metro. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, it's really boring. But like, I I can see that being like a really like in the moment. Like, yeah, I'll just I'll just use the credit card mm-hmm. because that's, that's what. The end. That's what the first two things are, and then the 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 next one is like a cafe purchase. <laughs> it begins, and then and then a gas station purchase, and then Grubhub. Well, you, well, you need <laughs> to pay for transit so you can like yeah. get around and do yeah. you know. Yeah, and you need to you need to stay fed when you're getting around to to get to your job, you know. Yeah, and you need to be comfortable, so you need the. Steely Dan sweatpants, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's cut the crap. You want to talk about some Homestuck? I don't know. I think we have a bit of a really boring episode this week. Um, I think that we might have uh, a kind of boring troll to start out with, but I think that episode-wise, I don't think this one is going to be too boring. You think You think Chirun Ch- is a boring troll? I was pressing it Karen. Karen? Um, I don't know. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe perhaps I'm being a bit cruel. Um, no, uh, Karen is a, Karen is a, is a perfectly fine troll. Um, it is just that, uh, we get some other shit, uh, later on. We, Karen is, is, has, has fallen into the unfortunate fate, uh, that so many other trolls have fallen into, which is, uh, being totally fine, but, uh, Everybody else in the episode is just a, a bit more interesting to talk about. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess without further ado, uh, I suppose I will uh, recap what happens in uh, Karen's episode and we can talk about it. Alright, so... Opening up uh, Karen's route, uh, we have a, a bit of an oddity. Um, MSP Reader uh, is, for once, not really feeling this whole uh, go-out... Uh, find some disastrous situation to insert themselves into and then make a new friend uh, type pattern. Instead, they're feeling, you know, we're going to sit at home and we're going to have a night to ourselves for once in a goddamn while. Um, which, you know, self-care is important. I respect it. Yeah. Um, however, uh, because this is how stories work, uh, th- th- this is simply not to be the case. So, uh, we follow, we, we go home, um, I, I am really, I'm really, uh, the, the, the perspective MS reader is really, uh, tearing themselves apart from the first person perspective. I, I can't keep my perspective, my, uh, my person straight. Um, so we go home, uh, and we go take a nap in our, uh, in our little hideout. Um, and we are woken up by 
the acute sense that we are not alone uh in our in our little hidey hole uh and we are correct uh we discover a little telescope observation platform in our base uh that we were previously not aware of and we find a troll uh has stuck themselves in it uh, in an attempt to take the big telescope lens uh, that was apparently there the whole time. Um, so this is when we meet uh, Karen. Um, Karen is uh, is an interesting troll. Uh, not a lot. Hard hard to uh, hard to get a handle on immediately. Another one of these. Uh, another one of these ones. Yeah. Um, their their style, their manner of speech is uh, very slow. A lot of not speaking. Um, it, it's one of these deals. Uh, but as we uh, extricate them from the situation, uh, we learn, uh, what Karen's motivation is, which is, uh, not scientific, uh, but instead artistic, uh, with the big telescope lens. Um, our first, our first choice, uh, early bad end is, uh, when asked, uh, uh, what they think, what we think of, um, them taking the big telescope lens uh, to make art with. Uh, if we say interest, if we give the the default polite response of interesting, uh, Karen immediately sniffs out that we are a, a plebeian uh, with no interest, with no real interest in what they're doing, and they just leave us. And uh, yeah, those are early bending. Um, otherwise, if we decide to call them weird, uh, Karen responds to a little bit of actual, you know genuine response uh, instead of saying interesting to somebody because they talk to you um so let's see okay so move okay so if we don't completely fuck up our social interaction with karen immediately uh we're then presented with our other choice uh karen is tired as seems to be their main personality trait um and uh we can either offer to go and look for some more trash that might be easier to carry home or to help them carry it home. Um, if we go to look for other trash, uh, we are taken to uh, a garbage dump, um, which is really less of a garbage dump and more of a heavily polluted riverside. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we... Okay. Uh, once we go there, uh, MSG Reader and Karen kind of get more, a little bit more of an introduction. Um, we actually learn what Karen's name is, uh, and we get to see the, we get to, uh, we, blah, blah, blah. uh, they take our phone and, uh, give us their social media contacts. So we see their, uh, what is it? What's the name of their Instagram ripoff? They have Chitter and, uh, Pincer Spam. Pincer Spam. <laughs> That's a really good one. Uh, we see that, uh, we, so, you know, we stalk them online a little bit. We see that, uh, mutuals with Sarava, uh, as, as are so many of our friends we meet. Um, and, uh, as we're stalking them, uh, as we're, as we're cyber stalking them, uh, Charon finds a little, uh, hidey hole cave, uh, on the riverbed. And, uh, we go to check it out. And, uh, Azdaja and Konal are just there. Um... And then they are just not there. Uh, we, we, we check in on them. or We, we, we run into them. Uh, they are laying low in wait for uh, a target. Um, 
we try to uh, we try to bring Karen into the social interaction uh, to smooth some of the awkwardness because Kuno and Ozdaja are clearly a little bit uh, you know they're a little bit at each other's throats in mm-hmm. whatever weird way uh, trolls who are quadrant hopping can can only be um, and uh, Karen has no interest in the social in, in socializing. Um, and, uh, then they spot a little doodad on the beach that, uh, MSP reader thinks probably belongs to Conan and Azdaja, and, uh, Karen runs away with it. Uh, and, uh, that's our, that's, that's our ending for that choice. Um, yeah. Very, it's just kind of all happens. Yeah, uh, Azdaja and Connell being there felt like super random <laughs> and like that it didn't do anything it, it was really weird because i like they showed up and i was like oh we're gonna oh we're gonna have some Daja, and then we really don't and then that's like the bad ending yeah um cool Very okay so the other power the other path uh if we offer to carry help uh karen carry the uh, carry the lens back to their hive um we uh so we do that. Uh we learned that Karen actually lives pretty close to us, uh basically a neighbor, um, but never was introduced because uh as we've gathered before, they don't really seem like much of the social type. Um We go to their hive, uh it is stacked uh with trash and uh artworks made out of trash. Um It is uh it's it's a little bit of a hoarder's nightmare. Uh I I'm, I'm trying not to judge too hard, but I, I, I <laughs> uh, it makes, this is the kind of thing, like, uh, it's, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not like a clean freak, but, um, there's like, there's like a line, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, if, I get if, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like judging the shit out of Karen the whole time <laughs> is what it sounds like. I feel so bad. <laughs> I don't dislike them. I promise. So. Uh, we go to Karen's, um, MS Reader tries to, uh, tries to be supportive and encourage, uh, the art they're making, um, but is just not in tune with what's going on. It's just not, does not vibe with it enough to really, uh, come across as authentic. Um, Karen, uh, offers to maybe to help remedy our, uh, Lack of edu- or lack of education on the subject uh, offers to uh, let us uh, make some art with the stuff they have in their studio. Um, and there's so uh, we have the sequence where MS Pre-Reader, uh creates a trash sculpture. Uh, it's not quite up to Karen's standards, um, so they say, "Hey, uh, let's uh, let's try it. let's uh, try something different." Um, and there's a little scene where uh, MS Preeter and Karen get really into making their own. Uh, sculpture together and you learn a valuable lesson in the end about uh self-expression and you know one man's trash and all that that uh karen doesn't totally seem to doesn't totally seem to get everything out of it that ms Peter is getting out of it but it's an important bonding experience um and there you go you have this yeah um yeah i'm kind of struggling with this one just because it's it it's 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 treading lines we've treaded before, and it's I. I don't know. Uh, nothing trem- Nothing really novel here. Yeah. Which I, is yeah, not I, 
sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, it, it, in previous routes, like things are starting to happen and it, it that are, that are like painting pictures of like bigger things happening in the background that are like way more interesting. And mm-hmm. then, and then we're, we have this, this route after those that, that feels really, really small and like very low stakes uh and it doesn't help that karen doesn't like talk <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's it's i think that uh i think we talked a little bit last week about how like the um, i i think I, I think i speculated that like these probably weren't all written like in order yeah uh, that they came out and uh Karen is another one of these that's like, it's a totally, it's it's a perfectly fine like character and like premise introduced the character, uh, but it's come after like probably a half dozen routes that are basically feel the same in terms of we meet a character who is like neither, who is like neither particularly hateable nor like particularly um endearing immediately, yeah, and we kind of learn this lesson about letting people have their thing and like connecting with somebody and here we are again yeah um yeah it's just just seems like something that could be like easily just a victim of ended up later when more things were already happening yeah i i i'm starting to like really agree with the whole maybe these all weren't written in order thing because I, I started thinking about the the inclusion of Asdaja and Connell. Mm-hmm. And they add like so little by being there that that it feels like when this was originally written, like that could have been anybody. Like they yeah. they could have just slotted in anybody and it would function the exact same way. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um Asdaja and Connell like the <laughs> just kind of show up and don't really do anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's there, I guess. Um. As uh, I guess, as far as Karen themselves, um, I think they're fine. Uh, the whole like, hmm. uh. In terms of, like, their character design, like, it's another kind of question where, uh, another case where, like, the, I, I I don't really feel like the, like, the blood, like, like, blood cast or anything was worked into it in an interesting way, or, like, uh, you know, uh, Karen's another one of these characters that could be, like, any blood color, which I suppose, now that I say it out loud, like, comes off a little bit hypocritical, considering that I've previously criticized the story a lot for, like, playing into cast stereotypes. Yeah. Um, it just strikes me as kind of interesting sometimes when, uh, there's, there's like character, there's like trolls, uh, who are just written to without like, a uh, a cast related gimmick that stand out, which I should, I shouldn't really criticize it for. Um, cause we shouldn't be leaning on cast stereotypes for every character. Design. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, Karen does, by extension, like, Karen also just did not really 
there's no real working Alternian society, like, the way that, uh, there's, like, no story or allegory or any world-building worked into it, so it's... <sighs> I guess it's, like, I... You, we usually see, like, the good and the bad kind of go hand-in-hand, and there's, like, just both are... Neither, neither are there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I just guess I just don't have a ton to say about. It. Uh, I guess the one thing that I thought was cute about Karen's design was that uh, the the mask they put on, like the way their symbol looks, makes it look like a, a cat, uh, nose and like mouth. Yeah, so that was cute. I picked up on that detail. <laughs> um, so yeah, cat, cool. Um, yeah, I don't got a ton about. I don't got a ton else to say about Karen. Um. But uh, I got a nice segue, which is speaking of cats. Uh, what do we think about Wanshi? I love Wanshi. I do too. Wanshi Wanshi's good. great. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into Wanshi because I think Wanshi is a much more interesting uh, route to talk about. So, Wanshi, uh, MS Creator wandering around. Uh, in, instead of saying, uh, fuck it, let's not make any friends today, uh, we say, fuck it, let's go to the library and see if we can meet any of our friends today. Um, unfortunately, uh, we are unsuccessful. Uh, none of our teal blood friends are near, none of our teal blood friends are around, um, that we'd usually expect, uh, we got no luck. But, we do find a, a small child, uh, wedge in a bookshelf. Um, and, uh, we uh we ask her what's going on um and uh we're introduced to Wanshi uh another small child um i was really surprised by how much i liked Wanshi's route um um so we find this little kid uh wedged in this bookshelf uh and they seem nervous in the way that a kid does when you've caught them out doing something wrong but they're not sure that you know that you were they were doing something wrong yeah um so we can we can we can choose to, well, we notice immediately that this little kid uh she's a jade blood and uh if we've learned one thing it's that every jade it's that uh all members of each blood cast know each other so we ask about branya and once she immediately pegs you as a snitch and just runs away uh which is very funny yeah um alternatively uh we can ask hey do you want to see the brain room uh which is you know a cool thing cool thing to ask uh i guess for context it is established the library has a as a brain room um so in in an attempt to uh to bond with this small child and maybe entice her into into uh spending some time together, uh, we ask, hey, do you want to see the brain room? Uh, Wanshi is immediately uh, very enticed by the concept of a brain room. Um, sounds very cool. Uh, but also lets us know that she knows who we are. Uh, which makes it sound like, which is, is another uh, really important sounding uh, illusion until we later find out that she found out from um, uh, Linera. Uh, because that Jade Bloods are talking about you. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so we're walking around with this kid. Um, we, we find the brain room. Uh, we can't go in uh, be- because it's locked. Uh, and we continue to... Uh, we, continue, we continue our conversation with Wanshi uh, to try to figure out, you know, 
what what's going on? What 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 why is she uh, out and about? Um Wanchi Sully uh starts to kind of warm up to us um and act less nervous. Uh and we find out that the reason that she ditched uh the caverns and ran away uh is to go to BeastCon. Uh which I couldn't quite I it, it it's 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 a con. It's a generic convention. Yeah. Uh, at first, I thought the joke was that it was a furry convention, but I don't quite think that that's what they're going for. Even though it sounds a lot like it. Yeah. Um. The let's see. Uh, we find out the reason that uh, Wanchi wants to go to uh to Beast Con is that she's uh renowned in the warrior cats fan fiction community and she was gonna have a meetup <laughs> with some friends um which is just immediately an incredibly endearing character trait uh we run running into like this like 10 year old kid and they're like uh i write warrior cats fanfic yeah as somebody who grew up in like as somebody who grew up like in the 2000s uh it's uh i love it it's good it's really good. Um, what's the what's the name of the? Do you remember the name of what they call Warrior Cats in Zverse? Because everything that I'm saying is 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 uh heavily troll speak uh, huh? when it's going on. What are you asking? I'm sorry. The what what is the troll speak for Warrior Cats? Because it's oh, something ridiculous. It's, it's soldier per beast. Soldier per beasts. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we learned that Wanchi is a, is an avid, uh, Soldier Pervis fan and fanfic writer. Um, uh, so at this point, uh, we can't get in the brain room. The guards are starting to, the, there's a guard that's starting to eyeball us pretty hard, uh, hanging around the locked brain room door. Uh, so at this point we elect to, uh, get Wanchi the fuck out of there before somebody gets hurt. Um, so at this point we can decide either to take her to BeastCon uh, or to pretend to take her to BeastCon. Um, and uh, MSP Reader begins one of their most egregious uh, lies yet, which is, uh, let's not tell this little child uh, that we're not... Let's tell this little kid that we're going where she wants to go, and instead lead her on a wild goose chase around town, because surely this will go well when we reveal it. Horrible. <laughs> you know, on one hand, like, fuck them kids. On the other hand, like, this is just setting yourself up for the worst time ever. Like, I it, I feel like any any real child in the situation is going to just throw a fucking tantrum in public. And it's you're going to have the worst day ever when you actually try to break the news to them that you were not taking them to Beast Con the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, if we decide to... Actually, I'm going to talk about what happens if you actually go first, because I think that you're supposed to do in this order. Um, and it's probably makes more sense. So if we do decide to actually be a, an irresponsible adult and take this, uh, 10, 11 year old child, uh, to this convention, uh, where we've been warned apparently by Tagiri and Palipa that, uh, something about a uh, death count being, I think that the wording that, uh, we recall from Tagiri is that the the death toll is uh just high enough to be interesting but not high enough to be dangerous <laughs> wrestling along those lines yeah I, I i unironically really love that description it's it's such a good uh 
good bit on like how the trolls view life on Alternia. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So let's go to let's go to this convention. So, uh, we start walking through town with Wanchi. Um. And there's a really it's there's this really sweet uh you, you have this really sweet conversation where like uh Wanchi has never been out of the cave, so this is her first time above ground on Alternia. So, uh, for the first time since coming to Alternia, you have like you you have some companionship who is also uh alien to these sites that you're seeing and you get to watch her take in all this for the first time and it's really cute and i really like it a lot um and uh this is interrupted by a rather sobering moment where you turn a corner and you come across a dead body um which is uh you's first time uh seeing a corpse in person um she calmly observes it. She is confused and upset. Um, and she remarks on how uh, brains do not look the same on the street as they do in jars. Um, and uh, after a couple... After she takes it in for a minute, uh, she comes back to MSP Reader and uh, and uh, pulls you away. Um, it... it Damn. It's kind of heavy. Yeah. Uh, I know, I feel like I kind of dropped, uh, already last week, I, like, we had that, um, we had the sequence with, uh, Karako, um, which was pretty disturbing, uh, but it, this is, uh, the, I don't know, it, it, it child murder was, like, it, it was pretty gross, and pretty upsetting, and but it was also accompanied by that weird tongue-in-cheek bit with the uh, clown heaven. Uh, yeah. Tongue-in-cheek question mark. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Um, yeah, so last last week we had child murder. And now we have... Uh, we get to, to, to stand with uh, a young child as she comes to terms with mortality and death. Uh, and that's just kind of fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little fucked up. Yeah, maybe a lot of fucked it's, up. Yeah, it's very effective. I I like it a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I I complained a little bit that Karko showed up and we didn't really get any like, we didn't really get a ton of actual interplay with like an actual troll child. And I feel like I got monkey's pot a little bit. Um, but it's 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 good ultimately. I think because. Um, it brings up questions of like, uh, troll like, MSP Reader wonders themselves as it happens like, so is troll society like this just because all trolls have like a sense of bloodlust in them from birth or is it only to some of them or what? Uh, as as they're watching, uh, Wanchi like f- stare at this dead at this corpse, <laughs> um. And yeah, I it, it 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 shows a little bit that uh, death and murder is not something that's completely native to the troll psyche, and for that reason, I think that it's a really valuable inclusion. Um, besides just being really effective and emotionally intense. Yeah. Um. And then uh, you get to BeastCon and you get killed by a bear. 
<laughs> that definitely happens. Yeah. Uh, the the <laughs> I I it, uh. To, to do it a little bit more justice, yeah, so you, uh, you and Wanshi, uh, walk, you, you continue your, your, your walk, um, past the body, uh, and Wanshi's mood, uh, picks up again over time, uh, as more, as the body gets further in distance and you see more sights. Um, you get to BeastCon, uh, and it's, it's a big, it's a big convention. It's a big troll convention, which means it's kind of like a human convention, but there's murder going on as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you get there and you, you look around, we take in the sights for a little bit, but before we can really do much, uh, literally a bear comes in out of nowhere. Um, and we throw Wanshi aside, uh, before it jumps on us and MS Reader dies. So yeah, that's literally just how the route ends. Um, Fun time. <laughs> the other route, the other the other ending. Uh, if you do just pretend, if you decide to just pretend to take her to BeastCon. Um, so yeah, uh, let's live little kid. Hope it goes well. Um, you do basically the same thing, uh, minus dead body, minus actually going to BeastCon. You walk around for a little bit with Wanshi. Uh, there is a bit of uh, bonding between the two of you. On the, same, on the grounds of, like, you know, Stranger, stranger to, the, to Alternia. Um, until, uh, let's see. You you, you, lead, you just lead her around the neighborhood for a while. Uh, trying to come up with, an ex- trying to come up with a, how are we going to uh, break the news to her. Um, and eventually, uh, you decide to show her something cool, which is you take her to the site of your actual crash landing on Alternia. So you get to actually, we, we go back to our ship for the first time in a while. Um, we are suddenly, uh, as we watch, uh, Wanshi, uh, check out the remains of our, uh, ship in childish glee, uh, we are suddenly, uh, struck with an overwhelming urge to check in with, uh, Vic- with, uh, Vicare, Vicare, yeah. who I had already forgotten was the, uh, the, the guy who really wanted to fly. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, we we think of him a bunch all of a sudden. Uh, it really comes out of nowhere. Very strange. Um, just in the narration. Uh, but yeah, I. Am I missing something here? Is there a reason that suddenly we're thinking of him, or is? Is is this also just as weird to you that it just comes up in the middle of nowhere? It's a little bit weird, but I, I kind of get what it's going for. Like every, every 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 volume, is it's like we made a new friend. Uh, mm-hmm. Like new friends, can, like old friends can still show up. There there are a, a few allusions to to like spending time with friends off screen. Right. Uh. But for the most part, we, the reader, don't really necessarily revisit any old friends. Uh-huh. And I don't know. To, to me, it feels like MSPA reader, the character, coming into conflict with Hive Swap Friend Sim, the narrative structure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but at that point, like, let us just forget about the... No! Let us just forget about the guy who's only no. because he really wants to be thrown off a cliff. Like... I do I do think it should have been a different character, because the fact that it's Vicari... I feel like they picked Vicari as, like, a bit. Because, like... Right? Like, like, like everybody... When Vicari came out, like, nobody really cared about Vicari. Everybody was like, this, this, this volume sucks. Uh, I, I don't know any Vicari likers. I... I <laughs> I, I, I genuinely feel like they picked Vicari just because nobody likes Vicari. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny to think about because, like, even, like, um, Hot Dog Boy has been, like, ref- like brought up yeah. uh, in text, like, probably, like, five or six times. Like, yeah. we get we get name drops of, of uh, D-Men, like, in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh... Vicare is uh probably Vicare is like easily could have like that kind of character just easily falls by the wayside if you don't constantly bring them back up and it feels weird that uh our like newest ref I think D was referenced like once before but like it just we gotta bring him up in the middle of this uh really great interaction with a, a little troll child who I, I i felt like the sort was perfectly standing on its own before we just remember vicari <laughs> yeah whatever um i'm not gonna um, we're gonna move on um so yeah uh we're at our the site of our wreck um and uh, at this point we decide you know we should probably come clean to to wanshi and stop leading her all around town in this wild goose chase um she handles it surprisingly well. Uh, does not really throw a tantrum or anything. Um, but is really sad and upset um, that you would lie to her like that. Yeah. Which is, you know, I think fair. Um, I, I, yeah. Uh, you should probably not lie to little kids. Um, I mean, I'm not a parent. So <laughs> take my advice with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm, I guess in this situation, like, I would just be concerned that she would just throw a fucking tantrum if I let her on for, like, hours. Um, but yeah, uh, she's very mature about it. Um, she's like, alright, I get it. Uh, I'm still mad at you, but it's whatever. Um, and, uh, in the awkwardness of the situation, you start looking at your phone, and you discover that uh, while you weren't at BeastCon, a bear got loose and killed a bunch of people. Oh my god. Whoa. Who could have predicted that? Whoa. Um, and so this kind of alleviates the tension of the situation. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's all for the best. So uh, you decide it's probably time to take Wanchi back to the caves. Because, um, you know, she's your responsibility at this point. So let's let's uh, let's get her home. Um... There's a on on the way home. Uh, MS Reader tries to reach out to Wanchi, decides to reach out to Wanchi and like try to bond about any of the stuff she was really excited about doing today. So you ask about uh, Perbeast, uh, Soldier Perbeast's uh, role play or whatever it was she was talking about, and you do a there's a there's a really cute little skit where uh, she tries to teach you how to do Warrior Cat's role play while you're walking home, uh, and MS Reader gets really into it. And it's it's just cute. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, 
And we get back to the cave. Linera is there waiting. She's furious uh, at with uh, Wanchi for sneaking out, but Wanchi knows that she can't do shit because if she admitted she snuck out, then she then she, uh, she would be admitting that she let her sneak out. Um, and as a parting gift, uh, Wanchi runs into her cave and comes back out, and she gives you her own personal copy of uh, Soldier Pur Beasts, which is just the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and. That that and you that's where you leave off. Um I love this one. What do you think? I, I love this one too. Wanchi's really good. Uh Wanchi reminds me of simpler times when I was mm-hmm. a kid and super into mm-hmm. things that are made for kids and also roleplay. Mm-hmm. I I I I I I was very much thinking about like the first time I ever went to a convention. And, and did not die from a bear attack. Uh, Same. Because, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. When, when when you become an adult and you start doing adult things, you don't really have the time for conventions, I guess. Because I haven't been to a convention since I was like 14. I, I haven't even thought about or considered going to a convention since I was maybe 16. And it, it made me miss things like that. Because I remember like going to my first convention with the intention of going to a Homestuck meetup. Like mm-hmm. that that was my purpose of going to my first ever convention. I knew there was gonna be a Homestuck meetup. Yeah. I never went to like I went to a couple conventions when I was like a bunch of conventions when I was a teenager with friends and stuff. And like yeah, there's just something really uh, nostalgic this it's it's really nostalgic, yeah, I think, for probably people of our demographic. Eh, nah, nah. I'm not gonna claim cons as like a twenty something. <laughs> Fucking cons have been around forever. Um, but, like, yeah, this experience of, like, you know, going to, um, going to meet up with your friends, you know, on the computer, uh, it's like this big, exciting event for your, it's, uh, everybody, everybody who's been to a convention, like, has probably had this experience of, like, their, like, as a, especially if you went as a kid, like, to your first one, like, yeah, the the nostalgia of it, it's, like, never gonna get Yeah, I, 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 I do think, like, the first convention you ever go to will, like, never leave your memory. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember, I, like, I, I, I don't think it's a, a, a an unknown fact that I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, mm. like, going to a convention and, like, seeing people in cosplay was such a thrilling experience. I... The, 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 like, first cosplayer I saw when I walked in the door, I mean, there was, like, people, like, outside, like, lingering around. The, the But the first cosplayer I saw was, a uh, a Raiden Metal Gear Metal Gear cosplayer, and it was like it was like the best Raiden cosplay I've ever seen, and I was like, oh my god! And I I, I think I still have a picture of them on my phone, but insane. It I had to like run them down because like they they took the elevator up, <laughs> and I was I was like I got I gotta go to them, and I, I I like went up the stairs. I was like I need a picture of you. I I I. There was one point where I, I like couldn't see them, but I could hear the clacking of their heels against the floor. I was like, I, <laughs> I sensed them. It it was good. Insane. But yeah, uh, yeah, like, uh, and probably just experience like common to like anybody who like grew up on the internet of like you know going and seeing all the things you saw on the computer, but in real life and all in one place is is magical. Um, yeah. And I think besides, like, the, the nostalgia, like, I think Wanchi's a very appealing character, like, just for, you know, we, 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 we were Wanchi at one point, um, 
And life was probably a lot more fun when we were Wanshi <laughs> than now. Um, so yeah, I I like her just as a you know, we can get some some childish innocence in on the scene. Um, yeah, and have some fun with it. Uh, wait. The wait. What's up? I f- I found a picture from my first convention. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I t- I took this. Okay, listen. This was a point in time. When everybody thought horse masks were funny, okay. So when okay. I when I went to this convention, I took a horse mask. That was my thing. I couldn't afford cosplay, but I could afford a horse mask. So yeah, classic meme. So here's a picture of me with a John cosplayer that I found. <laughs> this picture's from 2014. <gasps> oh my god! All right, so the <laughs> I feel like the comedy of this is really accentuated by. You just being much <laughs> taller than this person and in the horse mask. I this is not the most flattering John image. I have always been six foot five. I came out the <laughs> womb six foot five. <laughs> All right, but yeah, um, <laughs> I need to stop looking at this. <laughs> no, no, keep looking at I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I will agree. It is like the least flattering John picture. Ever. <laughs> it looks threatening. Alright. Uh let's see. Oh uh, yeah. Um so yeah, I I I think Wanchi's really fun, uh and just likable on her own. Um the the bit with the body, uh also like man. Um I, it it's um I don't. What do you what 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 do you have to say about any of this? Like, do you have a do you have a takeaway with the the bad route of this chap of this uh episode uh, chapter whatever you want to call no, it? No, but I have a another picture from my first convention. Keep them coming. This is the blurriest image I've ever I, seen. Yeah. Uh, also, I was wrong. These are from twenty thirteen. Good lord. I feel like these. Are, I feel like these are like cursed. Yeah, the <laughs> they're fine. It's good. It was good times. I'm sure. I'm sure. I also have pictures from like. Oh my god, where would they be? I'm sure there's like still like a, pro, like my sister probably still has like a digital camera from when we like went to conventions when we were really younger. <laughs> yeah, the 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 shitty amateur photo quality <laughs> of like. D- child going to convention for the first time, overwhelmed oh, I with found another one. <laughs> glory, with all these sh- shaky digital camera it's, photos. Yeah, uh, I I I forgot that I also brought a bucket one of the days of the convention. It was the day of the Homestuck meetup. Comedy genius. Comedy genius. <laughs> also, I'm wearing a head crab in this picture. I I, I don't remember why. <laughs> it goes really well with the horse mask. I gotta say. Um, yeah, uh, let's see, uh, any objections to be pulling us back on topic again? Um, let's see, what did you ask me before I found the other pictures? Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna ask you what you thought of Wanchi. Uh, uh, I love like, Wanchi. Uh, specifically the, the, um, like, you know, the, the bad route where you run into the body. Uh, cause like, I th- I feel like it serves, like, a really important purpose of, like, showing, like, you know, innocence and 
like Wanshi's character, like you know, is contrasted with the reality of life on Alternia, and I like showing like the the trolls have to grow up at some point. Like I, but I was wondering what you, your yeah. your thoughts on the whole part um, was. I I thought it was interesting. Like the the there's that aspect of it that you just said, but there's also the fact that like jades are like heavily associated with birth they're the they're the maternal class in mm. in alternian society uh and her having to see a, a a corpse is interesting sorry my grandma just walked in and brought me ice cream uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. you're crinkling a bit sorry sorry i'm trying to get it out of the wrapper let's go i don't want to i don't want i don't want to i don't want to lose this moment all right, all right, it's out. Uh, <laughs> all right, continue. But yeah, I I do think it's interesting seeing a, a a Jade Blood having to like confront that because like, especially since she's a a, a young Jade Blood, I, I I don't know exactly like what she's seen inside the the caverns. I don't know if she's seen like a drone execute like Wigglers yet. I. I it- I, I imagine like young Jade Bloods are in a position where they don't really have a grasp on what Alternia is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the I guess the other interesting thing here is like this implies like that every like you know every troll that's like I, don't, I, I guess it depends on how typical like her reaction is as a Jade Blood versus as anything else. But I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that. The way the story is going, that we would have us believe that like this is this is just kind of common a common experience, and like yeah, I think the real horror of the situation is like that at some point like every young troll is going to have this moment where they they leave, they they stop being like a child and have to or not even like stop being a child but like they have to start existing in this reality above ground where you know you're gonna be stepping over a couple of dead bodies every day yeah. Um, yeah, and that's fucked up. Um, I think, yeah, one of the, one of the better instances of, like, really effectively communicating, like, Alternia fucking sucks. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I would easily put, uh, Wanchi's route in, like, probably my top five, I think. Um, I think it's really, really good. Yeah. I, um, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, any any more thoughts on this one before we move on to uh, our good buddy, Fazer? No. I think we can move right. on. Plus, we're at the... We're, 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 like, at the hour mark right now. We're only at the halfway point. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we still got to talk about Fazer and Marvis, so, like, we're going to be here for a minute, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Fazer, uh... Fazer is a Fazer is a fun one. Let me ask you something. Okay. Who the hell put politics in my homestuck? Right. I'm so sick of all these politics in my homestuck. Um. Yeah. Uh. We we got Fazer. Um. So let's see how 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 to, how to, how, to, how to get into this one. Okay. So. Opening up uh, this route, uh, MSP Reader finds themselves wandering through the middle of nowhere. 
Um, and we come across a big old field full of holes. Uh, a sign that says, Welcome to Happy Absence Pit Park. Um, and in this field, uh, we find a, a rust blood, uh, happily digging away with his shovel, um, reciting uh, some good old troll marks to himself. Um, as you make yourself known, uh, Fazer is instantly suspicious, uh, that you might be a high blood, uh, there to, um, fuck with him, I guess. Uh, you, after, after, uh, he uh, interrogates you a little bit about, uh, your origin as a space alien, uh, and the nature of humans, uh, to which MS Reader lies, and uh, to which MS Reader, of course, lies, um... Uh, Fazer, uh, uh, eventually, uh, starts to form a trust with you. Um, enough so, uh, that he feels comfortable enough handing you his shovel and, uh, letting you get, do some digging for him as some, uh, proletarian bonding. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Fazer is constantly spouting off, um, verses of uh, Marx, uh, alternate, alternia, if I'd, um, all about, uh, socialism and building unity and comrades and the, the vanguard and the revolution and all that, um, to the degree where I'm reading it and I'm thinking like, am I getting cancreed? <laughs> do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Uh, let me, uh, the, it, <laughs> Fuzzer is, like, so over-the-top in, like, th- th- his, uh, his revolutionary posting that, like, I was starting to question whether I'm, like, like, this is, like, I, 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 I'm, like, is this a caricature? I, is, w- what's going on here? Whose side am I supposed to take? Um, I, I, th- I think it's, a uh, I think that Fuzzer is supposed to be another one of these, like, uh, he's another one of these, like, um, uh, kind of inner inner leftist uh, gentle roastings, I think. Um, because uh, it's not quite as mean spirited as Kanker, but I'm still not entirely. It... When you get into these like political caricatures, uh, that like I haven't been super online on left Twitter for a long time, so when you get into when I encounter some of this, I'm like, I can't tell if this, I can't tell the political, the exact political orientation of whoever wrote this and who they're making fun of and why. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not too sure myself. Uh Um, I, I feel like one thing worth pointing out, maybe to, to maybe, Uh to maybe give some perspective, uh, we we've encountered this writer before in in one other route, uh, mm-hmm. and that was the Carico route. Carico, yeah. Um, this writer, uh, we we we've talked about Aisha before. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows Aisha. Everybody loves Aisha. Aisha is very well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, this writer, however, is Aisha's father. Uh, and Aisha, Aisha being, I think, maybe near 30 at this point. I don't know how old Aisha is. Aisha, if you're listening, I I don't think you're old. I, I just feel like you're old. Wait, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't word it like that. <laughs> I, I feel like you're older than I am. John respects you enough to, in their head, you're older than them. Yeah. Uh, but 
but Gizi, as as he is called, uh, is <laughs> is presumably maybe like pushing fifty, maybe Gizi. If you're listening, I, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but I feel like you're much older than I am. Uh, purely on the basis that you are Aisha's father. So um, probably, probably an edu- it's an educated guess. Uh, so yeah, this is probably the oldest writer that has interacted with Homestuck stuff. And that is that adds a whole new dimension. And I feel like uh, being at that age, it is probably past the point of this being a character. I I feel like this is a seasoned socialist putting perhaps propaganda. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Aisha's very open about her views, and I feel like Yeezy probably has very similar views, which makes me believe that this is not a character. It could be a character okay. of someone who maybe takes it a bit too far and just spouts nothing but jargon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not, like, a favorable portrayal of, like, a, a revolutionary. Because the whole time, um, Fazer is... Or, like, it's not, like, entirely Fazer. Like, there's a lot in there of, like, you know, he hands you the shovel and then it's like, alright, well, you can, you know, let's do this together. And he, hand, he gives it to you. Um, and, like, the... It... it 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 feels like the, it, there's there's a lot he has like a lot of like legitimate like shortcomings in that regard. Yeah. Like it, it 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 hammers home that um he seems to be a man of words and not so much action. Yeah, like the which is, I, which is kind of why I was I wasn't sure how was whether whether it was how amicable it was towards his his stance. Yeah, and like the whole notion of of labor in this scenario, the labor he's doing is digging graves. Yeah, he's digging. It's re- not even like single graves. He's digging mass graves that are going to be used by the outcome of the empire. Like for all intents and purposes, he's not really. He's not really doing much. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. It, part of yeah. That's another thing. I like that. Let, lead, let, let, let that like leads me to uh, not be totally sure what side we're supposed to take on. Like it's not as deep as like we're supposed to hate him or love him, but like it's it's a it, there it, he's he's being roasted by the story quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But uh, the whole time we haven't actually talked about what happens in Father's route, so I, right. I guess I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain some of it. So, um, we meet Father, uh, and we uh we we get some enthusiastic discussion about uh about about socialism. Um, and, uh, so Fazer hands you the shovel, you start digging, um, and he asks you, hey, hey, what do you think of Alternia? Um, so our two options are either to say, uh, you know, it's an interesting place with its ups and downs, uh, or it's the worst fucking place I've ever been <laughs> in my entire life. Um, so, uh, we say it's interesting, uh, Fazer, uh, has a, a bit of a overblown Twitter reaction, um, and, uh, accu- immediately accuses of, of, uh, you know, endorsing all of the issues with Alternia and the societal structure. It t- takes as a, a tacit endorsement of the nightmare social system they live under. Yeah. Uh, and is very displeased and stops talking to you. Um, if we say this is the worst, this, this place sucks, um... Fuzzer enthusiastically agrees with us, uh, and 
uh, lays out in uh, very effective bullet points on like you know yeah the the this this whole planet kind of is just this weird uh, body farm for us to get cannon fodder for uh, the Empress's insane genocidal intergalactic plans that serve nobody besides herself. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Father enthusiastically agrees with us. Um, we get lots more, uh, florid talk of, uh, the revolution and the vanguard party, etc. Um, before we eventually learn that, yeah, we, uh, what we're actually doing here is we're digging a mass grave to be used for the clown party that's happening pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so th- it's just a bit of a, di- there's, that's the that's the bit of a disconnect between uh, all of what Foss has been saying and the reality of what's going on, like you said. Um, as uh, we also learn uh, that Foster is very uh, scared of ghosts, uh, and by ghosts, uh, of course, we mean they're not real, um, because Foster is a dialectical materialist, so he only believes in shit that is real. <laughs> uh, that that was a, that's a good bit. I, that's like <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a really good joke. I, I, the thing about, um, like, leftist, it, like, memes, like, memes about leftists is that, like, dialectical materialism is, like, such a tell that whoever wrote this, like, knows what's at least some words mean. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> and the bit of being, like, I'm a dialectical materialist, I don't believe in ghosts, is very good. So, shout out to Geezy. Fucking great one. Um... So yeah, uh, we learned that Fazer is not scared of ghosts, but by ghosts we mean um, these big flashes of light that keep coming up from the ground uh, around where he's digging. Uh, and coincidentally, we see one of these big flashes of light come out from a hole in the ground. So we go to check it out, and we find uh, a a a pure pitch black void. Um, and just as we start to kind of poke at it a little bit. Um, the whole world suddenly goes white. Uh, it, and we, it's, it's, a little, and I can't think of a good way to, to, to make, to be like, oh, it's kind of like a scratch, if you will. Cause it just, it, it just says the word scratch in there. Um, we'll get some kind of, some kind of reset occurs and we find ourselves back at the, at, back at our initial decision point of whether we say alternate is interesting or whether it sucks. And, uh, but the script is flipped, and if so, if we say if it's good, if we say that it, it's interesting, then Fazer enthusiastically agrees with us, and is suddenly all about the hierarchy of Alternia, and it's very weird. Mm-hmm. And if we say that it sucks, uh, he's like, "How dare you impose your alien standards and customs onto our society and claim that you could speak for us?" Uh, and it either way, it ends uh, right after that decision. Um, so yeah. Uh, story shit yeah i yeah uh i i feel like i'm starting to kind of like get a vague hint towards what's going on towards the the end of friend sim yeah um with like as as the story becomes more like meta aware um and the 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 whole concept of paradox space starts to to creep in in ways that we're more familiar with um, yeah, the, I thought the meta element of this was really fun. Uh, 
and Fozzer is fun. Uh, I don't really, but yeah, we were in a unique, in a unique spot of like nothing, not not really much of a story happens. Um, what do you think of Fozzer? Uh, outside of you know, funny. Um, I, I don't know if there's, I don't really know how much there is to to bite into, just because a lot of like we're kind of introduced to him and then the the story thing happens. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> when you started talking about everything goes white and you're suddenly back to where you were, I was going to say, this is what happens when the edible's too strong. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Things are happening. Uh, but as as far as things with, like, Fazer himself, I, I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's a shame. I, I I almost feel like it's a shame that like, uh, I think Fazer could have had a lot more potential to be really fun, um, if not for like the story bit. But I, he's he's great for what he is. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is the point in time where we have to start talk talking about uh, aspects again. Oh. Uh, because there's a there's an interesting pattern we have going on here uh so with the with the extended zodiac which we did at the the start of friend sim Mm -hmm. every troll in friend sim their signs can be found in the extended zodiac which Mm -hmm. which means that you could easily go to you could you could look at someone's sign find them in the extended zodiac and essentially go ahead and assign an aspect to them. and If you so desire. If you so desire. And, you know, you can get some interesting analysis through that. Uh, mm-hmm. But there has been an interesting pattern when it comes to heart players. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of debate, analysis, and such about heart players and their relationship to quote-unquote plot. <laughs> Uh, Dirk, as we know, ended up being pretty pretty heavily involved in the existence of Lord English himself. Uh, Nepeta ended up being kind of a counter to Lord English in the end, and we talked about how important Dave Peta was in the uh-huh. last few episodes. Nepeta definitely makes an 11th hour, uh, p- pretty significant 11th hour contribution yeah. to Homestuck. Um... I don't know if there's much to say about Mulin. Mulin was kind of involved with stuff that was going on with the uh, yeah, yeah. There was stuff going on there. It's it's kind of way in the past. Like it's kind of not fresh in my mind, so I don't feel like talking about that. But anyways, when it when it comes to friend Sam characters, the the first hang on the the first heart player that we encountered was Tarona. And Tarona was noted as being in communication with an unnamed associate who was kind of weird and is heavily theorized to be Doc Scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next heart player that we encountered was Boulder, who as had her as had a whole had a whole deal going on had a whole deal going on as noted on the on her troll card uh she she is investigating the 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 deep state lunocracy mm-hmm. uh 
And now, the last heart player of Friendsim is Fazer, who uh, gets fucking rewritten as a character halfway through his route. Uh, yeah. Through weird light shit. Uh, yeah. So, something's going on with heart players. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to put a massive pin in that. <laughs> all right, all right, we can do that. Uh, I'm in the the bit the, the in in my head the pin we're putting in it is like is a big white cue ball at the end of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it is. Uh. It is a little strange how uh the way that you leave off with uh with Fazer is like he's suddenly super. Super into the whole hierarchy of the whole thing. Um, but the the thing that was interesting was that uh, he calls you like a faux socialist. Uh, he calls you a faux socialist dilettante in the in like the the bad ending after he gets uh, scratched. Yeah, if you want to if you want to call it that. Um, so like it, I I couldn't tell uh if he was saying it is like like the way that like Ben Shapiro would call somebody a social <laughs> like a like a fake socialist, you know? Or if it's like uh him still like from like a left perspective. Cause if it's the if it's the former, then like yeah, he's just like totally been rolled like he's just been totally rewritten um uh to be like uh subser- like good subservient uh ideological fascist like the rest of like like you should be on alternier yeah um or the uh, the alternative though if uh is that like he's still fighting with you which uh and that he's like been he's like fighting from like an inner left perspective quote unquote uh which would be like he's been rewritten to like have an internal justification for why uh everything alternate is like good and natural actually yeah um and I think that, and, uh, I, I, if, it, taking the, taking the two things he's, like, the, the, the two things you can say in, into account, like, it comes a lot, across a lot more, like, he's just a conservative now, <laughs> um, because, uh, in the one where, like, you agree with him, like, he's just fawning over, like, the natural hierarchy, like, I think he just says, like, natural hierarchies are great, yeah. like, he, it just comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess from the angle of like, if you want to try to draw this connection of like heart players with uh, closer involvement with uh, lunar forces, um, it's it's kind of funny that like you basically just saw like a uh, a very revolutionary minded troll get like zapped into being like a turning point USA guy. Yeah. Um, very, uh, that's, that's like a fun thing to imagine. Like, that's how Doc Scratch is influencing uh, <laughs> history, right? Like, <laughs> he, like, Doc Scratch is just straight up, like, making trolls decide that it's a good idea to do hierarchies. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, I think that covers our basis with Fazer pretty well. Um, unless you have anything else to add. Uh, before we talk about, uh, I think I'm good. Marvis, we gotta talk about Marvis. I've been dying yeah, to talk got... about Marvis this entire time. Mar- okay, okay, we got a lot going on here. So, um, I- I'm gonna just take us into it. So, 
Marvis uh, Zolodu, uh, our, our final route of the day. Um, you know this one's great because it starts out with Zebra, and Zebra's in most of it. Um, so, we are, we are called up by Zebra, uh, and he's like, hey, you want to hang out? You want to, you want to hang out? I think that your presence could really give me some material gains here, because uh, Zebra's a really solid guy. Um, so, uh, d- minutes after, uh, you choose not to blow him off, um, he comes over the hill in this, on this little fucking scooter, uh, coming at you at 15 miles per hour. Uh, I gotta say the, 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 this one is written really well, um, to, uh, it's, it's strength to, to both its strength and, uh, and lesser other things later on. Mm -hmm. But, um, the, the imagery, uh, in the text of like zebra, driving up to you really slowly on a shitty little scooter uh it's it's it, it's fantastic it, this is one of the funniest routes uh so far um but we learn uh once zebra uh rise up to us uh that he's got two tickets for clown fest xx rex <laughs> um so our, our, our choice here is to go with him to Clown Fest XX Rex or not. Uh, and if we choose not to, we die. So I guess we got to go to Clown Fest. So let's go to Clown Fest. So um, we agreed to go with Zebra uh, to this concert, which is apparently a big musical festival uh, dedicated to the High Bloods and their art. Uh, their their juggalo raps, um, zebra uh, enthusiastically tells us about uh, Marvis, who is his favorite uh, clown rapper. Um, he's uh, really uh, he really looks up to this guy apparently, um, but also views him as a really uh, powerful potential social climbing avenue. Um, cause Zebra is just the greatest guy. Uh, he, Zebra says a bunch of weird Zebra stuff, um, about, you know, Bloodcast and j- just a lot of, a lot, just a lot of really great stuff you expect from a guy like Zebra. Yeah. Um, he, he raises, he says like, th- there's a great line in here that's like, um, he says like, if you think about it. The High Bloods are really the most oppressed class. And then, um, I think it says, like, uh, you d- you decide to not ask him to ex- explain more about that. Because if he did, he'd explain to everyone to get really mad at him. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and on this ride over, we eventually learn of Zebra's true intention, or what his plans are, uh, for why you're riding along. Which is, uh, his plan is that you will be his uh his decoy. Your goal your job is to climb over the railing at the front of the show and try to make an attempt on uh Marvis's life. And Zebra can be the guy who steps in, kills you, and then uh out of pure social obligation uh for saving his life, uh Marvis will simply have to get uh, zebra connections to the juggalo rap industry and uh 
Zebra can finally elevate his social profile beyond uh, his his bloodcast. Yeah. This might be the best plan ever made ever. Maybe. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's foolproof. Uh, the intentions behind it are really good. There's, there's just nothing to go wrong with it. It's, it's just really, really solid plan all around for a really solid guy. Um, so yeah, uh, this is the plan. So we arrive at Clownfest. Uh, <laughs> the other part, oh yeah, the other part that I forgot to mention, um, Zebra implies that uh, at the end of the plan, uh, him and Marvis will be Marails, and uh, so Marvis will just simply have no choice but to get him a a, a gig in in the uh, in in the music industry. Yeah, which is probably the funniest part of the whole thing. It's like, oh, he's just gonna be we're gonna be Morales now. Like that's just how it's gonna go. So yeah, so you get to you you get there. Uh, you get to the you get to Clownfest. Um, and it's a big old music fest. Um. The you 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 get in line at uh and you 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 go to the fucking stage uh and the show the uh the shows start um so there's a couple of uh of I just can't remember words today the there's a couple of opening acts um and the whole time zebra is just talking down really condescending uh and MSP readers questions like you know. Zebra doesn't really seem to respect the respects uh high blood art uh or hold the artists in very high regard at all uh which prompts him which prompts you to question why he wants in on it at all yeah uh but once Marvis comes out uh boy oh boy uh everything goes fucking crazy <laughs> um Mister okay so. So Marvis comes out. Uh, Marvis being a massive, breasted, uh, jacked, uh, d- just Dorito-shaped, uh, Dorito-shaped clown man uh, in a big flamboyant rockster outfit. Uh, everybody goes fucking crazy. Uh, Zebra's in love with him. The crowd's in love with him. Even MS3 readers in love with him. Uh, he's great. Um, he begins. He begins his performance and. Uh, you and everybody else are just immediately uh, in like in rapture at this incredible uh, this this incredible show. Um, but eventually, uh, Zebra leans over to you and he's like, "Hey, I think it's about time that we do our stupid dog shit plan." So. Uh, there are two things that can happen at this point. Either we do or we don't. So, if we do, if we decide to go along with Zebra's dog shit stupid plan, uh, we hop over the railing, um, and Zebra attempts to follow behind us. Uh, the crowd assumes that he is in league with us and just explodes him. Uh, Zebra is no more. Uh, he's, he is ripped apart, uh, to shreds, and there, there is simply nothing left. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Everybody loves this. This is what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> I, I gotta say, uh, I was really hoping that this would just be the, the route that ended normally, but it's not. <laughs> um, so, 
we are we are swept in in the midst of this. Uh, before the cr- the crowd uh, turns its blood ru- its its bloodlust to us, but before we can be ripped acar- apart like Zebra was, uh, Marvis takes notice of us and, and sweeps us up onto the stage uh, with him. Uh, we we are we are uh, literally shitting ourselves in excitement at this point. Um, the he he's like. He's like super chill. He's just the coolest guy, um, and he's ready to work us into the performance. Uh, and then the whole stage starts exploding. Um, sh- sh- shit just starts going fucking wrong uh, everywhere all at once. Yeah. Uh, uh, you and Marvis uh ditch the stage as the screen falls down and kills like a shitload of trolls in the crowd. Um. And you go to uh, you go to the, the the green room or uh, behind uh, backstage uh, while Marvis uh, I there, there there is a rapid fire uh, escalation between uh, Marvis comforting you after you shit your pants, um, MS uh, MSP reader uh, musing about how everything is fucked now because now we're in a non-canon route because that's not what's supposed to happen. And, uh, Marvis being like, well, actually everything is not canon. If you think about it, um, we're in a, a we're, we're already in an inherently extra canonical medium. Um, like he just says that he just says that. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> things start to go wrong backstage too. Um, a bunch of trolls just start fighting each other for no reason, uh, around the water cooler in the green room while you're hanging out. Uh, so Marvis is like, all right, we got to get out of here. Uh, so you go and you take his limo. Um, and the, uh, you go, you go to clown church. Uh, he's like, I know somewhere said we got to go to clown church. So you go to clown church and you get out of the limo and the limo explodes behind you. Um, and Marvis is critically wounded in this, in, in, in the explosion. Uh, you go inside, um, and uh, as Marvis dies and the fabric of reality dissolves around you, uh, he, he, uh, you, you muse on the nature of, par- of, the, of, of paradox space. Um, and it, 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 there's a lot here. Um, there is a lot here. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. How did you feel when all of this started happening? Did, it, did you feel like... How did you feel? It. I was confused. Um, I. I've. I warmed up to it very quickly. Um, I think it's a ton of fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, but I also think that it's really funny that like, in order to get across like, uh, or, or like, not even in order to get across like. The MSP reader, like, like the, the, the curve of, like, realizing that something is, is up, um, straight into, like, we are getting, there is a, a hot clown man expositing to us that, uh, every timeline matters because the reader is, is processing all of this with equal weight because they have no concept of canonicity relative to the characters in the timeline. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very funny. Uh, along with being like pretty cool and uh, just enjoyable to read. Yeah. Um. um this the the bad end 
in particular where everything goes to shit uh is way more interesting once you've read future things that we have not yet covered on the podcast hmm. uh because i had i had to look into this i had to look who wrote this route because i was like this is some like t- tip of the hat to things to come type of stuff and oh, i boy. and i had to see who was involved and and i was right about it being from a member of the writing team from a future thing we have not covered yet and it <laughs> it's pretty obvious Exciting. it's it's pretty obvious what i'm referencing but we'll get there we'll get there. you'll see what i mean like in a couple weeks <laughs> All right, all right. I, I I believe you. Yeah. Um. Quite a lot like comes out of nowhere here. Uh. It's a, it's I I think it's like a fun. It's a really fun like look into you know, the the doomed timeline. Um. Even if it it doesn't quite gel with like the. Like the the this is this is a lot more of a fun interpretation of like. When thing when, when when a time paradox occurs, mm-hmm. then I think we got in homestuck. Like the 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 angst of like how doom timelines are in homestuck is like very very different from what's going on here. Yeah. Um. So, I guess I was just surprised at like how uh, bombastical it all is because it, it took me a second to figure out like what was really what was going on with like suddenly everything just starts fucking exploding around you yeah um but yeah it's a it's an interesting different take on it um and marvis just like son marvis just being like a, a like a video game guide through it yeah uh, I is, is is like the most surprising part. Like, I think it works pretty well. I think that just because he's not like kind of any expectations for, um, but it's so funny that like you get backstage and immediately the the hot rock star guy who you're in love with is suddenly like, you're he just starts spouting off these big walls of text explaining uh, how you're supposed to interpret this as a reader. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The other route, uh, where you don't, uh, where, where you don't, uh, do Zebra's shitty plan. So, if you don't do Zebra's shitty plan, um, if you're, if you blow him off, Zebra will, uh, storm off in a huff, uh, and be like, I can't believe that you weren't just gonna help me clout chase, um, and you get really, you get, you, you get really absorbed in the show, and you, you end up in the pit, the mosh pit, um, and you, you are, you are, you are not prepared to be in an Alternian mosh pit. Uh, so, after a while in the pit, uh, MSP reader drags their their shitty, fragile alien body uh, out, out, of, out of the pit um, and, and, and lays uh, on the ground to die before being noticed again by Marvis. And again, brought on screen, or brought, brought on stage uh, to be part of the show. Um... It, it it is at this point that we come to the to the black sheep of this episode, which is what the fuck? What is up with that little armpit bit, John? <laughs> why is this here? You haven't picked up on all the pit theming throughout the entire volume. 
This is a bit much. Fazer was digging pits. Zebra wanted a, to take you to the pit for the festival. and it, This is a bit much. <laughs> it all culminates. It's, I, I don't know. Whoever designed Marvis committed a crime. <laughs> Ex- extremely horny. Like, extremely horny character design. Uh, and the, the, the story is extremely horny for which I have no problem with. Um... The the little armpit part, I think, might be crossing a bit of a line for me. I I would I would go out on a limb and say there was no reason to include this in the final product. I don't know. I okay. I think it's <laughs> I think it's essential. All right. They even give you a, they they even give you an achievement for for taking a whiff. Come on. Oh my god. I think it, I think it would be way funnier if they actually had Steam achievements enabled, and when you go to take a whiff, you get an achievement. It just is a mark on your Steam profile forever. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit for your friends to message you about, like with a single question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Moving on from that. Uh. So we we are we are broad stage me part of the performance. Um. And uh, again, uh, after this one, uh, we are we are li- we later are hanging out with Marvis uh, in the green room afterwards, um, and uh, we 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 ask, uh, what, you know, why why did you take take pity on me like that? Because uh, in the in the the way that you're worked in the performance is like uh, Marvis like mock executes you, yeah, um, and so it's like very spur of the moment, like uh, just grabbing you up off the ground to to make a show out of killing you without actually doing it, which by the standards of what goes on in Alternia is very, very surprising. Um, so you're talking with Marvis uh, after this whole thing, and you learn that he actually is apparently just as genuinely as cool of a guy as he seemed uh, in the other route where reality is collapsing, which is interesting. Um, he's... Uh... <laughs> He's he's definitely uh, got a bit of a spell about him that the that every character around him is like fallen into, and it makes it a little bit hard to kind of parse the way that he's like the it's actually written. Yeah. Um. The he says like uh he makes a remark about um like truly high bloods are the most oppressed class, and he goes on to explain it in terms of like. Yeah, we're much stronger than the sea dwellers are because of the way that society is like set up. Like, uh, we would never dare to like, up th- like overthrow the ruling class in a in a in a fantastic show of might, which is, and and I was, it's I I it was so tough to figure out what to make of it because like, it's uh on one hand he's like yeah we could uh like, beat we we could beat up the the unjust. The, the people at the top of the unjust hierarchy and then he follows up with like and then we could become at the, we could be at the top of the hierarchy so like interesting stuff come out of marvis uh on that front yeah um but they also or he also did save you um and jenner like seems to be like a a nice person who cares about you uh juxtaposed with like being a rock star and like bunt like just all of the baggage that comes with being like a, a perform like a, a high profile figure is is a member of the high blood class on Alternia. Um 
Yeah, uh, you talk about Zebra a little bit. Uh, you learn that Zebra is bla- is like blacklisted from all clown. Uh, the, 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 the clowns have collectively blacklisted Zebra. Uh, nobody likes him. Uh, he's known as a, as a social climber. Uh, and Marvel decided to take pity on you for being involved with him because uh, anybody who's zebras dragging around probably in a real bad spot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Am I missing anything? Uh, I my notes on this are not the greatest because there's just so much shit uh <laughs> to cover. Um, uh, I don't think we touched on concert diapers. I yeah okay. I forget, how can we forget about concert diapers? <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently it's just a standard thing on Alternia to, to shit and piss yourself, uh, at, at concerts, so you gotta have a concert diaper. On Alternia? It, it Come on, happens. man. You, you haven't been I to a concert to, before? I've been to concerts. I never want a diaper to a concert. I guess I'm not going to the right kind of concert. <laughs> uh, th- is this a thing people do? Uh, only at car seat headrest concerts. Are you are you are you fucking with me? <laughs> are you fucking with me? Because like I can believe that about specifically car seat headrest. I'm I'm doing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> every 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 car seat headrest listener that's listening right now just like nodded their heads like yeah 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 we yeah, yeah. we wear those <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh. Marvis. Marvis. We got a lot. I like Marvis. What the fuck do you think of Marvis? I like Marvis. Mm-hmm. I think this route is really fun. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun for sure. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if, if the pit bit <laughs> like goes too far. Uh, I'm on the side of the fence if it goes too far. I don't know, man. It. Alright, but but, but the but the pits the, the pits aside, um the I don't bit 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 uh what what do you think of Marvis besides his armpits? Um I do I do think it's interesting that Marvis was used as a, a, a for like the the canonicity ending thing situation where it all mm. goes to shit uh because i think marvis was the only troll in the troll call i i i don't i i i'm pretty sure uh whose sign was completely hidden until the friend sim route came out huh. uh and i do think it may be worth stating that he is a time player but there, Interesting. there hasn't been like any kind of pattern with time players. Uh, hang on, I, 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 I just had it up. I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll see who the other time players are. Uh, I mean, Dave. No, I mean Olivia. like, I mean like in, in Friends Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malik is a time player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Skyla. Yeah, so not really a ton to work off. Yeah, here. but but they did go through the effort of of hiding his sign, and, mm-hmm. and I I I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess that's an interesting tidbit. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> I, I think that a lot of, like... Uh, it, it's kind of hard to get, like, a handle on, like, Marvis as a character when the... He just kind of comes out of nowhere and just starts, um, like, you know, dropping all these big concepts we haven't really directly addressed. Yeah. Uh, even though we've been talking about them in, like, a... You know, we, we you and I have been talking about them for a while now. Like, I, 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 I'm glad that, uh, it, that, that, uh, even though it's, like, a little hand, heavy-handed, like, I'm glad that, like, he came in and, and, and kind of explained how we're supposed to feel about, uh, how we're supposed to interpret the, uh, everything. Yeah. Um, I think it was pretty clear at this point that, like, the bad endings are very much to be read alongside the good endings yeah. uh, as part of the story. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, Marvis is kind of, I feel like we're like right before the end and they've just come in and been like, all right, hard check. You need to, you need to know about the bad. You need to have spread the bad endings up to this point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, the whole thing, like, it's, uh, even, I forget the exact, like, exactly what he says, but, like, the whole, uh, bit about, like, uh, even if these are, like, non-canon events, like, they still happen, they still weave into the whole, the story as a whole and the way that, uh, people perceive, uh, as readers what happens, like, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know what else to say. Like, and, uh, it was just really relieved. It was really cathartic to see Zebra explode. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as, as far as like, as a character, like, I, I don't think that he actually gets it. He doesn't really get a ton of time to like, uh, for us to really understand like what kind of person he is. Yeah um just from this so that's kind of harder for me to make any like pass any judgment on or like say anything about um i just think it's kind of weird when he's like yeah like we're, the high bloods were totally oppressed like we could we could easily uh murder all the sea dwellers uh because we're stronger but we're not going to do that because um of religious oppression and it's like that's just a really weird way to frame this whole thing so i'm not really sure what they were trying to go with there uh but yeah. Um I don't know. Uh that I, I that's 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 kind of my thoughts on Marvis. Uh Any any closing thoughts on our on our on our four trolls today? Um In this direction the story is headed. I feel like we've had we had a decent ar- ar- arrangement of trolls this this week. Yeah. Uh things are starting to look interesting. Things have been looking interesting, I think. I think things yeah. continue to look interesting uh, today. Things are things are gonna get crazy next time. It was, oh boy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think that like as we go on, the I think that like the 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 the, the volumes format has been like increasingly um the more that we adhere to the traditional volume format, like that we were introduced to at the start of Friends, and the 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 tougher it gets, right? Yeah. Like, uh, 
I'm I I just want to have I just want to be told the rest of this story in a normal way. Yeah, and I I can understand I, that. I, I'm excited to see how it wraps up. Um, I because I think the next the next up we're just doing the last two, right? Uh, we're doing the last two and the epilogue that unlocks when you finish the last volume. <gasps> oh my lord! All right, so I I. Our plan for next week is to finish Hive Swap Friends him then. Yes. All right. Cool. Um. I, with that out of the way, would you like to wrap this one up? Sure. All right. I, we're getting in on two hours, so I think we should we had better wrap this one up. My God. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. Um, I am Aiden. And I'm John. John, would you like to shout out our patrons? I would love to. For another late episode. <laughs> Shout out to the big eight. Uh Tezrak, Danny, Caffeine, Gareth F, Simon Martins, Corin, Ina E, and Darsh. Thank you for money. Thank you all so much for money. Um, as always, if you would like to give us money, you can head over to patreon.com.com slash hpcast. Uh and you can uh Throw us a little bit of financial support. Um, we have a uh, our our primary perk is uh, if you give us money, uh, you get to listen to the episodes early uh, on the occasion that we actually record them early uh, because we've been really bad at this recently. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, do not feel compelled to give us money because right now uh, it's a little bit messy over there. But uh, we would appreciate it if you did. Um, and uh, it. At the very least, you'll get your name right at the end of the episode. So that's fun, isn't it? Um, so yeah, big appreciation to these people. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you so much for money. Um, our, I would also like to give a big shout out to our all of our listeners in general. Um, whether you give us money or you don't, uh, it, it's, it's awesome that anybody is sticking around to listen to us. Um, very cool to go on this journey with you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, it means a lot. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, stay cool. And as our third shout-out, I would like to thank Alex, our artist and editor. Uh, enables, Alex enables everything we do around here. Literally would not have a show without him. Um, we love him. He's the greatest. Uh, shout-out to Alex. Uh, and with that, uh, we will see you again next week uh, when we read the last two volumes and the epilogue of High Swap Friends. Yeah. Uh, so... See you next week, guys. See you.